I'm Elaine Shannon. I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast where we inspire and empower you to connect more soulfully to yourself. episode of Soul Sister Conversations, we speak with Lily Lynch, co-founder of Sankara. She shares her story of creating a social enterprise to promote multiculturalism while building empathy for newcomers in our community. You will be inspired by her entrepreneurial spirit using food as a way to tell cultural stories. Here we go. <laughs> We're ready to roll. We're ready. And wait, now, I know we say it every single time that we're excited to be in studio, but today we're particularly excited because we have our actual first call-in uh, guest. And uh, why don't you introduce who we have? Well, I'm so excited, and she's young. She's young. So Lily Lynch, who's a 25 year old young professional interested in socially driven business, multiculturalism, and building empathy. In 2017, she co-founded her first business, Sankara a social enterprise which operates an online multicultural marketplace to buy authentic, yummy cultural foods and crafts from cultural restaurants, independent local chefs, and cultural artisans. And when she isn't working, Lily enjoys eating cultural food. Ethiopian is one of her favorites, or rolling around the city on her bicycle. Welcome, Lily Lynch. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for, uh, you know, taking the time out of your schedule. Yes. And, and and we're glad we could do this so you didn't have to worry about um, driving your bike from St. John. <laughs> we thought, well, she's going to yeah, have to start two bike. days in advance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, get a head start on the whole thing. So, yeah, I'm really glad that, you know, it's an interesting opportunity that uh, you can develop some phone-in interviews and I can stay in the cozy backyard yes. um, uptown St. John, so... That's awesome. Wonderful. So I think uh, Lane and I are both blown away by the fact that you're 25 years old. You know, you started your first business. And I think the most thing I'm, I'm curious about is where does your drive for business come from? Oh, really? Um, that would have to come from just a sense of exploration and curiosity. So there was no real intent to develop a business, but once I realized that there was an opportunity that was untapped and could provide people with real value and education on other cultures, um, and the players in that were actually able to perform and offer their culture as a service and a business, um, I realized that that was kind of my drive, is allowing people to share their authentic story. Um, so it's more a storytelling principle than a business principle. Um, but it started the two of us operating African food market at Queen Square. So we would sell African food. And how long ago was that, Lily, that you, did, that you started so that we, market? We started the market in 2016, selling Cameroonian and Nigerian food um, at the market every, every Sunday, sometimes skip a Sunday with the rain. Um, but we were selling authentic Cameroonian dishes with rice and stews made of peanuts with ginger and garlic. Um, and there was a really great response and feedback uh, from clients. So we realized that maybe an African food market on a website could be another opportunity for us to explore um, since we uh, were already doing that. So we built a market online and we started selling African food uh, in 2016. And now you sell more than that? 
Absolutely. So um, one thing we observed at the market is that uh, having cultural vendors and um, artisans come out and sell their wares is is really excellent. Um, but also being able to per- bring their menus onto an online platform when those seasonal markets do close. Because unfortunately, we're, we're up here in the north and it does get um, yeah. a little too cold in November <laughs> for farmers markets. to go to the market. <laughs> yeah. So we thought um, that the income that was being generated at the market was quite important and substantial for certain families, um, ourselves included. We, we did really like serving people our food and and it was nice to have that extra income. So providing a marketplace online, not only for African food, but for other cultural cuisines in our partners and neighbors at the market just made sense to continue that partnership and sell through the years. So that's how it developed. So who who is your main customers? Are this, is this catering people who want to buy um, different types of food for um, like lunch and learns and workshops or anybody can buy it online? Yeah, pretty well anyone can buy it. Um, our main customer with Sankara being an online multicultural marketplace is someone who really likes to take an adventure with their food um, and have a new experience and really um, kind of push the boundaries of what's available to them um, and kind of explore new things like Ethiopian food, which um, we have offered on the website and we do pop up restaurants with the Ethiopian chef Tutu as well. Uh, so exploration of different cultures uh, and different food that you might not be able to access in your everyday market or in your everyday restaurant. Um, so that's kind of what Sankara serves is mostly um, primarily Canadians and locals who have some experience traveling and then others who are just interested to travel with their taste buds. So if I was having a party, I could go on to the Sankara website and order some foods for my party? Yeah, and oh, it would okay. just be delivered to you whenever you decide. So, so you don't uh, have to individuals pick up? Can you don't have to pick it up. Yeah, we uh, no, we operated it. We're having this wonderfully shocked, amazing look. We're like, wow, we don't have to go get it. It comes yeah. to us. But is there a minimum, Lily, for this? Like, is there, you yeah, know, just thinking about the dinner party. <laughs> yeah, there are some minimums. So ideally, we would have uh, at least 10 people minimum to 20 and 30 people is what you can order on the website. Um, but for those folks that might not feel as comfortable uh, ordering on a website or if they just want some other um, menu suggestions, they can always like email or call us and we can make other arrangements um, to like serve those people. We also do like in-home kind of parties and events where chefs will come in and teach you how to make dumplings, for example, um, which is something we've done in the past. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun multiplicited uh, involvement of the entire experience of culture that's really targeted at learning from the person that owns that culture. So why is that important to you to bring that multiculturalism or expose people to that? What's driving that? Well, like I said earlier, really Sankara is a vehicle to be able to share stories and share perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the main things that enables us in our communities is the more we can learn and create links between cultures and between our own lived experiences, then we can have more of an understanding and empathy towards the people who are in our communities. And myself coming from outside of St. John, um, growing up in Halifax, and moving here in 2016, just prior to opening the market stall, I really had more of a experience living amongst different cultures. One of my best friends was from 
first generation Guatemalan. But here I'm just finding that we're on the cusp of a change. We're on the cusp of um, welcoming in newcomers to St. John and, and attempting to retain um, newcomers talented um, and exploring their culture is one way to make them uh, accepted and integrate and allow Canadians to understand there aren't that many differences. There's more similarities um, among all of us. So, Wow. And I, Lily, I have to say, I love how you're using food to help us build empathy. Yeah, it's it's a very unique um, tool because we all have to eat. So the one thing that drives all of us in terms of pure energy is what it is that we consume. So at least at its base, it's something we all have to do, whether it's performative um, or it's cultural or it's a festivity um, or a feast. Uh, sometimes, you know, you can just grab a hamburger at McDonald's, but other times you need that more satiating experience with food to connect you with your community and also connect you with the people that are enjoying the meal around you. Um, that's one of the reasons why we developed our pop-up restaurants too, is because enjoying a food from another place is great, but when you don't see the person that's made it and all the time that's gone into it and learn about the culture and even some of the language used to talk about that food um, and appreciate it, you miss out on all those dimensions. I, I love, Lane and I are smiling at each other because <laughs> it, it sounds like such a beautiful experience that you're such a young person that gets the importance of how you say your socially driven business intersecting with multiculturalism and building empathy that you're using sto um, food to build stories and to tell stories and to create that understanding in the community and um, seeing that gap. So I, um, I'm in awe and admiration of, of someone like you who, who sees that gap in the marketplace and wants to join communities and make people be more empathetic and understanding of each other. I, I'm curious, what does the name Sankara uh, mean? Or what 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 is that language? Or Yeah, um, that's a great question. And we did used to get that question quite a lot when we um, started selling food. Uh, the, at the market. So it's myself and my co-founder, uh, Otito Atanzi. He's built the online marketplace um, from the top, uh, the bottom up, I guess. So um, he so has built the, the entire market. The web capabilities. <laughs> he's, uh, he's taught himself everything wow. that he needed to know to be able to build it. And so that's an entire um, whole amazing uh, accomplishment in, in its own because he's, he's known what what to include and what not to include and what the vendors who make a website in Sankara need to use to sell their food. So all the, those tools is, is Tito. But when we opened um, the concept up of selling African food, we thought about who is someone in the continent um, or the motherland, um, because Tito is from Cameroon and Nigeria, who is someone from Africa that really does embody bringing values of equality and empowerment. Um, and we thought none other than Thomas Sankara from Burkina Faso. So he was um, one of the revolutionary leaders in Burkina Faso in the mid eighties, um, who brought about women's equality um, and empowerment and really lived selflessly and with a lot of humility. So we thought his values were ones that we wanted to embody for our business. Um, which we thought was just African food at the time, but has obviously since evolved. So that's where Sankara comes from. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it sounds <laughs> like it's fitting for 
for whatever culture, whatever cultural wow. food that you're serving. I love that you have such yeah. meaning and purpose behind it. For such yeah. a young person. I yeah, mean, that just, that's what gets me, Lily, is that you, you get it. I mean, you know, I'm 54 and it's taken me a great many years <laughs> to get to this place. And I think, wow, like you just, you were so wise. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's really, really kind. But I, I think that the main reason that we're, we're operating this business is mostly because of bringing people's stories to the forefront. Mm. So the main thing with Sankara is that myself as a very white passing Canadian, um, my dad is African Nova Scotian and Mi'kmaq and my mom is French Canadian, but I grew up with my mom as the only person in my household, which was way more than enough. And she was amazing. Um, but myself as a white passing Canadian, I have to do a little more to put myself out of the way and bring to the forefront certain folks that might not have the privilege that I have in the voice that I've been given and my body that I've been given to carry a message and to do work. So one of the reasons why I'm doing Sankara is to bring forward voices and cultures and perspectives that have not otherwise been maybe given the opportunity because of how our society is, is built and, and conducted. Can you give us an example of how you tell the stories of people other than people going on the website, ordering food, and it's delivered to their home? How do, how do you connect people to the person who's made the food and where it comes from? Yeah, so one of the primary ways that we do this is through doing pop-up restaurants. Okay. So um, pop-up restaurants are a way to incorporate the story of the chef the music of the culture and the cuisine into an entire evening. So at that moment, when the client arrives, they've already bought a ticket. They've already been very um, excited about the culture and they've seen the menu and they've learned about the chef through blog posts and um, video interviews and little snippets of information to kind of create that experience and excitement and then arriving the night of the pop-up restaurant, which may be at Five and Dime or it might be at Bunkhouse or it might even be at Me, 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 like we did a dim sum brunch the other weekend, um, is an opportunity to see the chef in action and learn from them and listen to the story and the reason why they cook and the reason why they use food as a vehicle to both make their livelihood and also expose their culture on their terms to their community. I was speaking to somebody, yeah. I think, that was at the pop-up. I think Penny Wolf was there, one of our listeners. Yeah. yeah, so Penny and I were out at Mimi the other um, Mimi Me the other day, and she said, oh, I was here the other day for a pop-up with St. Karen. She said it was amazing. It was very well run, and she, because she loves a restaurant anyhow, but she, she said it was, yeah. it was a wonderful experience. So she had some really good things yeah. to say. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I did get to meet um, Penny and I believe David, her husband yes. there. So yes. yeah, it was, it's a really interesting experience, both to bring attention to a beautiful facility. Yeah, um, it is. It is, is, it is. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't been it's there, really people, you need to go. It's just, it is beautiful. It's in Milledgeville. Yes, it's in Milledgeville. And it's a very, like, it's a very unassuming place. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this little strip mall in Milledgeville. And when you walk in, I mean, you're greeted with such uh, warmth. I mean, the you know, the owners and the warmth and the food is uh, incredible. And it is an experience. Yeah. And so I I really, what you're saying about, you know, having having more of these experiences with, you know, the stories and perspectives around food, 
I think that is where we where we meet best. I think mm-hmm. oh around a table. Yes, you know it's it's in a maritime way too. You know like you know that's how we love people. We feed them. So I love that you're introducing this idea of of multi- multicultural food and telling new and different stories and um, exposing us to new experiences. So I think I think yeah. it's important for people to to hear that and to experience it. Mm. So you talk Sankara. It- and yep. Sankara is really the sum uh, of all of its parts. So originally, there was uh, independent chefs who go to licensed facilities, cook the food, and the delivery company picks it up and brings it to you if it's private catering, or the chef goes from that licensed kitchen to the pop-up restaurant and delivers the entire experience with the food um, uh, in, a, in a served dinner. But the other thing that we've partnered with recently is uh, cultural restaurants in the city who of their own right are just phenomenal. So for example, uh, Taste of Egypt, uh, we partnered with them not long ago. So they're doing um, catering in Sankara and uh, Taifo uh, recently took on new ownership and we missed Chef Julia, but now we have an interesting new relationship with Wan Mi from Australia. She just bought um, Taifo and Asia's Best Cuisine. So these restaurants that People do frequent, but there's so many more perspectives to be able to share from those places. So Sankara is also trying to bring value and bring awareness to the cultural cuisines we have in our community. It's it's outstanding. Mm. So there's tremendous support for this in the city. So you talked. Yeah, um, yeah there is. We talked a bit, and Dane and I, I think beforehand, like collaboration. Um, I think mm-hmm. in business, uh, for especially a business like this is critical how so how do you manage the that collaboration piece so from the beginning there's an understanding that sankara uh, would enable businesses to access um greater population and catering and lunchbox services which is a friday delivery program where chefs make lunch boxes and we have them delivered to individuals at offices um, and there's an understanding that the whole purpose that Sankara serves is to provide clients with an environment they can access different cuisines. So the chef also has to have a perspective and those restaurants owners have perspective of um, the benefit of joining Sankara and how it is that they can collaborate in this multicultural environment. So the collaboration really stems from the partners that we're able to build relationships with um, and their sense of what it is that they want to serve their clients and the value they want to bring their clients both on Sankara and in their restaurants too. So it really stems from those relationships. And and that was, um, so collaboration was part of the, or one of your themes for the year, isn't it, Dana? Collaboration? Oh, it's my word. <laughs> it's <yes>. your <laughs> word for the year, Dana. And so that's what got us together, podcasting. Yeah. Was, yeah. was collaboration. And and so I've been a sort of a lone wolf most of my, my business, although, you know, had partners here and there and did things. But this last, you know, how long is it now? Nine months doing this podcast, that collaboration, mm-hmm. it really, I, I think you get to a point where you realize that we can do more together. We're stronger together. It's easier. And I think to... yeah, that's what you're alluding to, Lily, yes. too, is how, how much you, you, you seem like you've built a nice little network in the business community to help support your business. Um, I, I'm curious about your journey as an entrepreneur. 
um, the challenges. I'm thinking you're starting this. And when I read in your bio, you start your, this is your first business. It makes me think there are other businesses in you at some point. <laughs> but what have you been learning as a leader of a business? What I've learned as a leader in business yeah, is yeah. to listen to is to listen to others and also to listen to those female entrepreneurial voices that are already doing the work in the community and have already forged a path um, like Paula from Taste of Egypt, like listening to voices like Paula's and listening to stories and um, not thinking that you have to do it all on your own, um, which is maybe from one of my <laughs> worst qualities is that I'm pretty stubborn um but if you look at that in a different light it's persistence but I, I don't have to be too stubborn to try and invent every step along the way you can ask for help and you can listen to other stories to be able to understand the challenges they've gone through and then apply them to your story and where you are um so i've been able to do that um with some of our chefs and especially some of our female chefs that we've had to have really shown me the value in um, just sticking it out um, and keep working and don't expect anything um, really at all. And, you know, that's the best grace that you can get is you don't expect and, um, you know, people are interested in what you do. So they keep supporting you. Mm, that's amazing. And I, I'm curious, like, what have you been in your challenges along the way? Can you share some of those? Like when you're hitting some of these walls, I'm sure there's been some, no business seems to to go smoothly. Um, like, can you share what some of those types of challenges have been? The challenges in running um, social enterprise like Sankara with so many moving parts and pieces is that independent chefs and people we've built relationships with both in business and, and you know, personal connections um, to their families. Uh, like for example, we had one chef uh, Reza, and he's from Iran. He enjoyed selling at the markets, and he was really, really well known for his Persian bread. Maybe you've met him at the markets before. I'm not sure. Yeah, I um, know. But he, you know him? No, I don't. I don't know that name. Yeah, so he was in St. John for quite a long time and was a, a mechanical engineer in Tehran before he moved to St. John, but unable to apply his former work to this situation uh, in St. John and transfer his skills. He started selling his traditional bread and eventually didn't really find the retention in St. John through community and job opportunities and so had to move. Um, so one of the main challenges in running a business like this is being able to, on a whim, um, you know, change a relationship with a business partner and hopefully, you know, have a partnership with someone else, but really mourn that connection that you had with that person and all of the celebrate all the good you were able to do together um, and, and then just kind of move on. So that's kind of a unique challenge in Sankara that we face. Um, and moving from independent chefs to cultural restaurants is a great way to, to build the foundation and continue supporting restaurants that are already here. So mm. it also helps. Yes. Yeah. I can appreciate that there are a lot of moving parts and, and those kinds of unique challenges as you're trying to promote multiculturalism and hope that people stay in and be entrenched in our community so that you can leverage their, their, um, their cooking skills and, and so on. So it's, it's really powerful what you're, 
But also running, you know, from I'm thinking of like the whole web, the website, right? So, so you're managing those moving parts with people ordering, and like you said, you know, if they're if they're having trouble calling, and I know that I've used your services quite a few times for projects I've worked on, and uh, mm-hmm. and the food has been fabulous. I mean, it's you know, it, it took me a few times I think to get in there and figure out the system, and once I figured out the ordering, oh right, so you're ordering for this many people, and this is what you get. Um, it was great. Right. I mean, you put in the order and next thing you know, somebody's showing up at the right time. <laughs> I, I love that. With I mean. your delicious food. And I have to tell you that the the people that we did the catering for, like they were, they were in shock at how good the food was. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like, wow, this is, this is not what I expected. Wow. Yeah. They so got very more, good experience. They got yeah. more than what You've they expected. You've got a nice testimonial Oh gosh, here, Yeah. <laughs> really great i'll have to uh, get that get that in on paper and uh and send that out to uh our potential customers and, and oh, whatnot oh um, for sure that's a great testimony well yes and i mean i'm um, i'm the kind of person i mean i you know as an entrepreneur i mean if if you do a good job i'm going to come back and yeah. so we i've mm-hmm. done that many times yeah 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 and we do we do really appreciate that yeah with the website it is sort of a challenge because in this era right now we're all very much interested in the instantaneous gratification that we can achieve (laughs) as 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 human beings and and you know living out living them out as they arrive so for example our uber eats might arrive in um 30 minutes or skip the dishes in saint john i guess we don't have uber eats but those types of instantaneous experiences weren't around when we first started building oh my gosh yes wow um, yeah so the (laughs) challenge has been that it's gained uh, people have gained familiarity with what it's like to order food online, but at the same time, people might arrive on Sankara and wonder, so if I order this dish at this particular time, when would it be delivered and it, why isn't it being delivered right away? But um, understanding and creating that link between the history of the chef and the information about their food kind of creates that connection to, oh, this food takes longer to prepare and I am okay waiting and I have you know a set event or project that I want the food for so in that case it's it's okay but yeah creating that understanding that it's not an instantaneous type of experience um is one that a challenge that we do face quite often um but yeah just building that awareness and building the brand awareness that it's a marketplace you can shop for um food to experience you know in a couple of days or the next day um rather than right away is one thing that we've had to really be conscientious of um, because people are, are ready to, you know, eat right now. It's dinner time. Where can I get my food? But it has to be the next day or after that. And like you said, that's just an education piece. Yes. Yeah. And that's our marketing. That's our marketing initiative. So, yeah. And where do you do your marketing? Like how do people find out about Sankara? Um, so to find out about Sankara, you can visit our website, um, thankarcuisine.com or um, check out our Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, So our Instagram page is really a tool to get to know the chefs. So we do features on the chefs, interviews with them um, and features about foods and uh, different projects going on. So we also support the cultural events happening in the community. So if there's an interesting cultural event um, in St. John and it's free, you can go to it. We'll promote that as well because we want to be, promoting everyone experiencing culture um, without any inhibitance of um, price being a factor or just um, wanting to be out there and 
participate in celebrations that are free. We want to promote those too. So you can access that on our Instagram, Sankara Market. Mm-hmm. And our Facebook is Sankara Cuisine. Right. Um, I'm curious, what is your vision for Sankara? Like, where do you see taking this next? There's a few pieces that are being developed um, right now. Uh, but Sankara is a place where you any client and consumer can come to buy and sell and essentially broker in culture. So that means for consumers that they would be able to access Sankara to um, use it for purposes of learning language um, and future iterations of Sankara will have teachers and access to um, native speakers of different languages uh, that can tutor and teach you how to speak their language, which would be great because in our global world, um, I think more Anglophones should be accessing learning different languages like Arabic and French. Um, So that's one iteration of Sankara, but we also have future iterations to encompass sort of the entire cultural compass so how culture is worn and performed and spoken and lived um will all be able to be accessed on sankara mm. oh wow like i didn't see that coming that answer I'm <laughs> yeah. <gonna> be, <laughs> i thought okay wow like you really do have a a broader vision for sankara yeah yeah right now it's food and, and artisanal craft um but those iterations are in the works as well because it's important that when um, people come here from different cultures, they can be able to be uh, profitable off of things that, you know, maybe they didn't see profit in. So potentially importing different goods and jewelries and uh, cloths and those types of things would be accessible on Sankara in the future. And I love how you're giving people an opportunity who come here, as you just mentioned, the person who was a mechanical engineer who comes from another country, but they're not certified in this country to do what they did where they lived. And we just had this conversation with uh, Janet Thompson Price. She was on the podcast and um, we were talking about, you know, people finding their purpose again and trying to thrive in a new country. And I think that you're doing such, you're giving people an opportunity to explore and reinvent themselves through food and and connection with people so that that's a a beautiful experience for people like you're giving them you're helping them to leverage their skills they already have and it's even just on their own terms like um really what i guess what i would say is that sankara isn't necessarily helping anyone but it's a tool that people can use to be able to leverage that in themselves so that's the one thing that we're um we're really excited about is that it's a free tool that anyone can come and plug in so long as they have food safety certification and they have skills as a as an artisan um they can plug in their services into sankara and just kind of put it on the back shelf and then orders will come in and and they fulfill them so it can be either a part-time or um more of a full-time depending on really how invested and motivated the person is okay well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that the, the aspect, that business model, that that's a yeah. tool, like an app. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are the go-between. As you said, you're the broker. You're the broker of these experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have yeah, this, it's, an, it's an aggregate. Mm-hmm. You have such an entrepreneurial mindset. Is Did you, uh, I know you're a recent graduate. Is this what you took in school, or is this completely left field from what you studied in school? 
I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, because I noticed you graduated from King's College. King's College, and I'm, and thinking... I'm, I'm not sure if they have a commerce degree. Do they? <laughs> no, they don't. I think they would probably have like an anti-capitalist type of degree, if anything. Okay. <laughs> um, Tell so, us more. Yeah, I mean, doing, <laughs> doing business is, wasn't anything that I, I studied. I, I studied history and French and philosophy at King's, so that was my background. Um, and yeah, I just never really envisioned opening a business. But once I realized that it's a hustle that you can have on the side as well and, you know, work, I work professionally during the day and my co-founder does as well. Um, so once we realized that building a business and building a socially driven business can be something that motivates us and connects us with our community and brings value to the community, there was just no way that we could live without it. Like, so it just integrated as part of our lives so every day that's what we live and breathe wow so but i'm thinking i'm looking at your degree history french and philosophy i'm pretty sure that your philosophy the philosophies of your life were they formed while you were taking that degree like you know all the all of the stuff that you're sharing with us you know about you know brokering culture and stories and perspective did that come in that part of your degree i i think it just comes from having the experience that uh, the chefs and artisans and this whole creating uh, this marketplace has enabled me to see from a different perspective. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, a degree is a piece of paper and uh, it gets you in the door to, to a certain degree, but yeah, those lived experiences and learning as an entrepreneur and just learning from trial and error has been one of the biggest ways that I've learned those types of philosophies and things that I do try to apply in my everyday. But um, yeah, it's through lived experience. I think in, you know, how the entrepreneurial road is. You just, <laughs> yeah. you, Once you, you get down there. You, you, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really a maze. Um, but once you put yourself on the right path and you see and you learn from your past experiences, it can really um, be addictive. And um, really, when you know what the purpose is and why you're doing it, that's even even more um, uplifting and helps you through those times when you don't know if what you're doing is the right thing. Um, it does help to drive you forward. And, and you know, each step is just an experience and the next step will be something else. And, and I think just sort of piggyback on what Elaine was saying when she's saying, is this philosophy <laughs> influencing this? Because I think we can both feel the depth of meaning and purpose. Like you're not a recent graduate trying to just make some quick cash on the side just to try entrepreneurism. You have such meaning behind your business. And um, I think that's what, that's what we're sensing. And I think we're just in awe of someone who's, you know, we keep saying 25, but, you know, it's that has that. Where, where did that this sense of meaning and depth of life come from? Like, who were your role models or in, in life that say... influenced you? Yeah, some of my role models, well, one of them would be my mom, um, just really learning and observing from the perspective of a mother. She was 33 when she had me, so she was had lived some of her life, and um, she was a single mom, um, and just the way that she was extra resilient and um, able to come to terms with her situations and what she needed to do. She had three degrees, more than able, um, art teacher, uh, mother. So those kind of creative 
experiences came from a young age. And I think that sense of persistence and making decisions to set your future up for success um, came from really observing my mom. And I guess some of her philosophies is just um, she never made any sacrifices. She just kind of had a plan and she went along with the plan and she the things that she left behind and didn't go chase after those are things that she can't necessarily worry about, but that she has a, she had a plan with me um, and a plan for our life. Like that was probably one of the foundational experiences and, and yeah, my role model growing up would have to be, would have to be my mom. Wow. That, that, yeah, well, sounds That's like amazing. you had a, had a fantastic role mother. model. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Is there a piece of advice that she gave you about life? I mean, you could sense it in there that she obviously was very optimistic, great attitude about life. And you said that she had a plan. Um, do you remember her telling you something in particular that really stood out that impacted you? I think more or less that that life is a series of decisions, whether or not they're deliberate or they're decisions that somehow reveal themselves to you through like intuition or just knowing in your heart what's right those are some of the things that she's she has taught me and she does continue to teach me you know to today mm-hmm. um those those principles that just go towards what it is that is guiding you and those decisions that you make will bring you to the place that that you need to be in not not everything is a clear path but just knowing and and being deliberate and uh, as much as you can being deliberate and uh, sometimes you can't be but right. yeah that's what she's taught me who are your role models in business currently are there people that you admire or learn from or that stand out yeah there are, there are plenty i'm not even sure um how how i could uh really solidify um all of them but some of them are chef mona and haya from middle east cafe um they're in in the ymca um they're two friends that happened to meet uh at the ymca and in an english class and both of them loved cooking and uh had a passion to share Syrian food with the community and develop this cafe and they show up every day uh, and make food and bring it to their community and uh, even one of them just had a baby last month and she's still you know um, actively you know pursuing recipe development and and showing up for her customers because um, because she has to bring them value Uh, so they're role models of mine and just a lot of the business partners that we've been able to uh, to make and and see and um, see their businesses uh, change and evolve and grow. Uh, like one of our chefs, Hong, she she's a phenomenal woman. She's from Vietnam. She arrived in Canada about five years ago, and Tito actually met her. Uh, Tito met her at doing a presentation about Sankara and how to get involved. She was doing an English program at Prude. So Tito presented there and met Hung. She runs a tailor shop during the day, and she's a Chinese food restaurant owner by night. And she also raises a 16-year-old son who is really involved in his studies, and uh, she's showing him the way. But she has two businesses uh, that she runs almost by herself um, with some help from her husband. So people like that are 
real source of motivation. Like if they can, you know, drudge through it and all the challenges that they've been through, um, there really is no reason you are so, why right, I you are stop. surrounded by in, inspiration strong, all the time. Strong role models. Oh my gosh, yeah, people yeah, that you're just, learning from. And are the stories are these stories on the St. Kara website? The stories of these amazing people? Yeah, um, we just featured a story about Chef Haya. We had our um, interview go up on our blog. So her story is um, is up um, and just some tidbits about her. But we're, yeah, we're in the midst of developing these because sharing the stories are um, but one thing that we do during our pop-up restaurants. But um, if we're not able to do the pop-up restaurants as frequently because we're busy, um, we are trying to post more of those stories so on our blog those are available and on our instagram page and um, they're available too mm. i'm curious what have you been love loving about running a business <laughs> well <laughs> i do love to eat like, <laughs> that I would really be a bonus eat, so. sampling <laughs> um that's definitely one of the perks of of this type of uh, job but um one of the things that i've been loving is yeah, how I guess how everything that you do in a business, um, you can link back to another thing that you've done before that. So I do like the sense of that there's a linear progression um, in the business and you can kind of you can look back and you can see, oh, that's where I was a few months ago or last year. This is what our business looked like or we were in this spot on this day. I, I do really like the feeling of the progression and the growth. Um at least from our perspective, we're still small and we're still trying to grow. Um, but I like being able to look back um, and and remember the yeah. the pieces that brought us where we are today. You wow. have such self awareness, Lily. That's it. Like that's. Do you get that, Dana? Like, oh, you're oh just, yes, huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will get this. I'm in awe of your reflection, your self awareness, and, and this. A learning attitude of just keep moving forward and celebrate and connect and grow and uh, yeah, I think, I, I think your mother did it. Well, your mother did a fantastic yeah, job. To your mom, yes. um, raising you with all of these wonderful attributes and skills and self awareness and being able to connect the dots. <laughs> yes, because I, I think I I'm curious because um, I feel like you probably reflect on life and maybe the meaning of life or your life in particular. I'm not certain. I'm maybe making an assumption there, but I'm curious about how, you know, jumping into entrepreneurism and running this business, um, you know, relates to your own fulfillment. How does this fill you up? Yeah, well, I do, I do work, um, right now in a, in my day job. So I do get fulfillment in that as well, but with Sankara, I'm able to create like goals and steps and see progress um, that that I know that I've made and believe to have made some impact and created some opportunities in the community to experience um, cultural food and to experience cuisine in a new light um, that I didn't see were there before. So that's why we did our pop-up restaurants, for example. So knowing that that there's a chance that I was able to provide someone with an experience through working with the chef and developing the menu and uh, having music that reflected that time and place and culture um, gives me a sense of fulfillment because I was able to provide someone with an experience that they wouldn't otherwise have. 
so in that sense, that's that's quite fulfilling. But um, those are small small pieces to the entire picture. But in the larger sense, I'm really still trying to understand how it is, uh, you know, running a business in terms of scaling it. So that I'm finding fulfilling in terms of learning and trying to uh, garner a sense of uh, what what's next. How does how does that work? And um, what 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 things we really need to put into practice to to try and scale uh, is quite challenging. And with all of our different pieces that are moving constantly, it's hard. So what what is next for you, Lily? Is is that looking at scaling the business or is there yeah, something certainly. else on your horizon? Yeah, so Sankara um, is a tool that that is um, fully scalable. So um, Tito's built this really uh, interesting and uh, well-designed platform to enable the user to experience um, culture how they want to experience it, whether individually catering, doing events, um, attending an event, or eventually learning language and dance, for example, um, and has allowed the person who's selling their culture and experience to sign up and sell their menus and make their prices and um, even see a sense of progress because you can see your statistics on Sankara, how much one menu has sold over another. You can understand, you know, the evolution of your business. If you're an independent chef, this is helpful to see if you could approach, you know, VCs with a potential opportunity to open a restaurant through using some of this data that's in the website. Um, but we really do, I do see Sankara growing, um, growing through scaling, uh, into other cities because right now we operate in St. John, but we also operate in Fredericton. Um, so Fredericton is our next city that we need to give more attention to and, and further to that Moncton. And, and then obviously Tito and I are both from Halifax. Um, so building the business in Halifax would come with a fewer challenges in the sense of we do already have some relationships there um, as, as we kind of grew in university and we, we went to, we went to Halifax quite a few times to build some initial relationships. So, well, it sounds like you're on your way to that goal. Yes. And, and collecting data. I mean, how that is right. That is the way is to have that information on the back end. So good for, good for Tito for making sure that that is all available. Like it just, it sounds like you are on the pulse of everything that needs to be done, you know, to make that happen, Lily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's really, um, we just hired our first um, staff person as well, like our full-time staff person, um, Sierra. So she's working on our marketing team to also, you know, develop new events and, uh, you know, garner more uh, understanding of, from the community of what is Sankara and how can they become involved. So we're really excited in that respect too. And uh, we have, um, yeah, just more opportunities to try and grow by bringing on other people with further expertise than than I have um, in business and, and in marketing. So that's really exciting as well. So if somebody's listening and, and so they're not in New Brunswick, but they are interested in in speaking to you, you know, about this about this business or the expansion, um, what is the best way for, for people to reach out? I, because I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, it seems like... You, you've been attracting some great things, and how can we on this podcast help you? Yeah, certainly. So um, 
if you have expertise and um, are interested to do some software development, um, that would be also one way to um, uh, add, add to our team. Um, but if you wanted to reach out and speak with either Tito or myself, I uh, could send an email to info at sankarcuisine.com. And Sankara is spelled S-A-N-K-A-R-A. It's not one of those everyday type of words. So <laughs> yeah. um, normally have to give people a little background on it. Uh, yeah, you could reach out to us um, that way because we're always looking to um, kind of interview people and see um, how it is that they could join our team or just hear from people on their perspective and what they see, um, what they see in their communities that can also be benefited by Sankara. So that's how we moved to to Fredericton is just knowing that there was also a, an opportunity there to have cultural cuisine be accessible online. Well, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. I think I might have to count up how many times I said wow during the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And Dane and I sitting across from each other doing the wow to each other. Yes, it's, you are well, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I really wanted to ask both of you, like, um, what what's your what's your perspective on how it is that we can retain newcomers? Because I know I did listen with your conversation with Janet. Yeah. Um, and how can we retain uh, newcomers in our community? But how how can Canadians be a little more involved and kind of be open to exploring new cuisines and and you know really take the lead on making newcomers feel welcome? Well, great question. <laughs> and I think we should pose that to our audience because I, I know uh, just having that conversation with Janet, I told a couple of stories of specific instances yeah. I had in my own neighborhood. And that particular co uh, story that I told about having my Korean neighbors, and I was thinking back on that. And I think I said mm -hmm. during the podcast that, you know, we would wave to each other. And I realized it was me waving, but the gentleman would always put his head down. And I would sort of mistake that for them not wanting to connect and I realize there has to be more onus on me I'm the one that's here already settled to reach out to people in need just like you would a friend who's going through um, a difficult time or a transition time so I know from my conversation with Janet I, I'm I'm walking away with you know I had these people reaching out to me and it should have been me reaching out to them so I think that's a challenge maybe we put out to people who are listening when you have newcomers in your community to think about what you can do to invite them over or to be welcome them in some way uh, that makes them feel like they're part of the community. I think that was a real big aha for me in our conversation. I don't know about it you, was. Elaine. Yes, and I'm also thinking that your, your pop-up uh, restaurants, um, Lily, I think that for myself, it's it's getting out of my comfort, right, out of my house, and then going and, and meeting people and learning. And I think that that learning and the food is going to help bring me closer to other people in the community who, you know, I wouldn't meet or, ha or have the opportunity to have a conversation. So I think that that is a fantastic way, Lily, that you are providing people with an experience to help us. You're, you are the bridge. Yeah, and you're, and I feel like you really are on the cusp of something 
um, new and I, I'm super impressed how, how you want to use uh, food and this, like you said, it's a vessel to uh, introduce and connect people over food because we all love to eat. We all have to eat. And I think you're doing the right thing by bringing awareness to it. So now more people know what Sankara cuisine is. But because before I met you at a networking event, I didn't know something like that existed. And uh, so I, it's, I think it's a slow awareness for sure. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's built. It's building it slowly, and and really building permission from the community to also continue doing what it is that you're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely not uh, not something that's been around before this concept. So we're really glad, like you said, Elaine. Like people are taking to it, and um, like your friend Penny uh, coming out and experiencing those events and being open to to those new experiences or like you said Diane uh, Dana being the being the first to, to go out and, and get out of your comfort zone to make someone else um, you know say, know that you're listening and that you're there and your support and um, you want what's best for them and their integration is definitely really important so yeah all those pieces I think are what we need to see more of in St. John um, and, and hopefully retain some more uh, of the beautiful people that are coming to this province and choosing um, St. John or, or happening upon St. John like I did myself. So, And I yeah. think you're also leading the way. I think it's a very important piece when you talk about building empathy because if that's a message that people can take away from listening to this, we have to move beyond ourselves. You know, we're caring people, mm -hmm. we're friendly people, people, but to be truly empathetic is to understand what someone else is going through and to mm -hmm. build that bridge for them and so maybe that's the request is you know how how can you be more empathetic and uh, actually action that empathy and um and reach out to people in your community yeah Definitely. Yes. Well, thank yeah. you for that great question back to us. Yes. Yeah. We, we're suddenly on the other side of the mic. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's it's a challenge, and and so yeah, it it yeah. it is something that is um it is top of mind for me, and not just top of mind. It's okay. When is the next pop up restaurant, Lily? <laughs> So go like is it September, it's September 29th to be exact. September 29th. So is the name of your Facebook page and the Instagram is it Sankara or Sankara Cuisine? Uh, yeah, that's, we're, that's a little complicated. So <laughs> Facebook is Sankara, at Sankara Cuisine. Instagram is at Sankara Market. And our website is SankaraCuisine.com. But officially, because we, you know, offer food and craft, yes. we just go by Sankara. Okay. Okay. Food and crap. I love that. So and, look the, it up. and the dancing. I'm looking forward to the dancing. We were doing that before uh, we started the call today. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's one way. If people are looking to find out more about the pop-up markets, I assume you post them on social media. So go like and follow the pages so you can uh, not miss one of these uh, great events. And will there be dancing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, what, that's what will bring people out, a dance party. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's always a chance to party and stand up and just express yourself. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, love I need it. to shake my booty every once in a while. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Lily. Well, for, thank you, ladies. Uh, yeah, thanks for for giving us your time and and your insight. It's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, I'm I'm just all fully giggly joy now. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm, what else can I, I, really I do? I uh, can't wait to uh, to hear if you can have a uh, phone in for your next interview because <laughs> this really opens up. It it opens up 
like when you incorporate technology into your business like yes. we did and like you are it's really opening up the possibilities of what can you we, there's nothing you can't achieve now uh, i love that you're my life coach right now lily <laughs> so, kind of interesting. Well, i think we have so much to learn from you and i i can't wait uh to see where you go next i i can't yeah. wait to follow your story so we thank you for your time and and for telling your story today Thanks, Lily. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Dana Lloyd. And I'm Elaine Shannon. You've been listening to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast. You can connect with Dana at DanaLloydLeadership.com and you can connect with Elaine at ElaineShannon.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join us for more Soul Sister Conversations. Thanks for listening.